In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here, not on Skype, but we're on a new source called Zoom, trying to improve the quality of our re- uh, remote recordings. Jack Duffin, how are you, Jack? I'm good, sobering up. It was a uh, heavy one yesterday at the football, but uh, we got a win and uh, East Surrey won as well, so uh, it was a good day all round. So you're telling me you had a great evening when you saw the 53-man uh, roster coming through? When I read the first 40, there was no surprise because, in all honesty, everyone could have predicted sort of the top 40 on the roster. Um, there was no shock there. But after that, I think sort of 41 down to 53, there's some poor choices in here. But maybe they're just taking along for the ride and replacing them all in waivers. We don't know. But uh, I thought they could have made some better work of it. All right, great. Well, let's, let's get into the... Uh nitty-gritty of it all, mate. So let's start with the offence, mate. QBs, very predictable, yeah? Yeah, it was always going to be them three. All right, okay. Running back room. No days. No Vitaly. It was my hot take. I've been on it all the way. I said, he's not going to make the roster. We won't have a primary fullback. And boom, I got it. So there we go. Hot takes, eh? You hear him him here first. Always deliver. So, yeah, so let's go into just a bit more detail. There's only three running backs on the, um, on the roster and no um, fallback. I would have taken days as well because, for me, I, I would keep four running backs. You want two between the tackles, your Hyde and your Nick Chubb. And I know they can both receive as well. But then have two receiving backs in sort of a Duke Johnson and days because it just gives you so many different options. You're seeing lots of teams now, Shanahan, they're using sets which has two backs that can run out and cause trouble. Um, So I'd have kept him, but I can understand where they went. Do you think he's going to get picked up from another uh, team or he's on our practice squad? Um, He might go to our practice squad, but someone's going to pick him up because what will happen is um, people will get injuries. And when they get injuries, they're going to be looking around for someone and uh, he'll be on a roster by the end of the season, whether it be ours, who knows? All right. Uh, tight end room. Big shock. Austin Childs. No Caduce. Seth DeVal makes it. The, yeah, the Caduce stuff doesn't shock me too much because they kept six wide receivers. So we'll get on to that in a minute. But for me, Caduce was sort of your sixth wide receiver playing in the slot slash sort of a move tight end. So that's where I saw him slotting in. But um, I, I really don't get the Orson Charles pick. I know you've got some more views on it, so uh, I'll pass over to you. Yeah, so I did some research into him, mate. He's a fourth-round pick, 2012. Started off as a tight end, played, it says him, uh, I think, all 16 games. But then in 2013, he played 13 games as fullback. 
for the Bengals. So is he a hybrid player where he could be used a bit as tight end and a bit as fullback? Um, I would guess so. You've got like Darren Fells as well, who's through the preseason has been our starting fullback. Um, so it can be done. Personally, I don't think you need two of them players on the roster. I'd much rather have had another pass catcher in there. So whether you had Days in there, whether you took Caduce, somebody that can have the hands and do things. So personally, I'd have kept Days over Orson Charles, but yeah, so be it. Hopefully, there'll be more quality on waivers and he won't be here by the end of tomorrow. All right. How angry are you about it? It just seems to be a homer pick for Hugh. Um, he used to be at the Bengals. Um, I think he's a bit of a fanboy. And um, am I angry? I'm not too angry because, fingers crossed, now we're keeping draft picks in the future. All of this sort of players on the 40 to 53 won't be here at the start of next season. And that's our key season. I think we could have made better choices. But a, a sort of fourth tight end isn't going to be a difference between a win and a loss. Next man up, mate. Next man up. You never know. Oh, yeah. Next man up. That's for Todd Haley. Next man up. Bye-bye, Hugh. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Looking at the O-line. Harrison, we got it. Got made the roster, so we're happy about that. Yeah, really pleased about that. And it, The room's come out the same way I wanted to of two backup tackles, a backup guard, a backup centre. Um, because Greg Robinson's going to be sort of that week one backup left, uh, left tackle. But if Harrison can develop into the player he's got the potential to be, we might not be drafting a left tackle in the first round next year. Hot take from Jack. You heard it here first. We have to, mate, we have to start going back and start like taking uh, snippets of all our hot takes and when they come true. Um, yeah, okay. So the starting five, we know what that is. Um, Rita's going obviously going to make the um, backup uh, centre. Watford, mate, Earl Watford. He is a fourth round pick, and he has been playing a lot over the years. So, yeah, on paper, I'm not too fussed about him. Obviously, Robinson's a punt now, being a, uh, a first round pick. We've picked him up. He's got talent, obviously. Let's see if we can do something with him. But this is the big surprise. Uh, Drango got cut. Well, it was Drango versus Watford, um, and they went Watford. I think this might be another one they're looking out there for um, anyone to pick up on the waivers, uh, another guard. The interesting thing is Hugh yesterday said there's no guarantee that Betonio starts at left tackle. There's rumours that Corbett might flip to centre Betonio back inside and then flip Desmond Harrison out there week one which would be a surprise for me. It's <laughs> got potential. Is he ready to start week one? Personally, no in my eyes. So, um, who knows? Hugh just might be chatting nonsense again, but let's see. It'll be one to keep an eye on. Okay, and um, wide receiver room, I think the first four we knew. Ratley made it, so uh, he was one on your list, mate. We'll come oh. back to that at the end, though, mate. I don't want to go on about it too much right now. And then um, the surprise there was uh, Willie's. I, I still can't get my head around it. I haven't seen anything from him, really, um, in pre-season. And he always seemed to be around the action, but not making the catches. 
So I just don't get why you keep him. I think there was better options. I'd have Caduce over him. Um, I'd have a few other players over him. And so, who knows? Maybe he's gone by the end of tomorrow as well with a waiver claim. Um, you always get wide receivers. Personally, the wide receiver I'll go out there and sign, who's better than him, is Corey Coleman. Bring him back because I'd rather have Corey Coleman than Derek Willies. Corey oh, Coleman. my God. Now, that is a hot take. That's not a hot take. Corey Coleman's better than Derek uh, Willies. I don't think there's anyone that's going to disagree with that. And Corey Coleman's now been told many teams in the NFL don't like him. Two certainly don't. Bring him back. Get him in there. The lad's got athletic talent. He's got potential. Let's give him another shot. I'd happily bring him back. Ooh. Well, lucky you're not our GM, mate. If I was a GM, he wouldn't have left. <laughs> well, it is interesting though, mate, just a real 30 seconds on this, is that online everyone was saying he's gone, we should have got at least a higher round pick for him, and now the Bills have cut him. Is he that bad of a player? I don't think he is. I think there might be some character concerns. People have said, did he try as hard as he could have? At the end of the day, I'd look at, he came into the league very much as a one-dimensional player. Doesn't really know any roots and that's sort of the way he came out of college and many of the wide receivers come out of college. So stick him in an offense where he doesn't need to do anything complicated. If you just stick him on the side, um, on, out wide one side and just tell him to run straight and then at a certain point cut inside, keep the roots really simple for someone and try to develop them because he's got speed and if you've got a wide receiver either side, one of them that is just running, it's going to create all that space in the middle for an Injoku, a Landry, somebody else to make the catches. And if you're pulling one of the safeties in that corner out of the game with a Coleman running straight, he doesn't have to be catching the ball to cause carnage. Mm. All right. Anything else you want to discuss on the uh, offence? No, I, th- I think at the end of the day, the top 40, there's no surprises and we'll see what happens. And who knows? Yeah, I was 21 out of 25 in my predictions. So, uh, yeah, I got a few wrong there. Um, who did I get wrong? I got Willie's wrong, Austin Charles wrong, and Watford wrong. So I got. Did you think? Uh, did you think that uh, Drango was going to get cut or not? Oh, uh, that was the Watford one. So yeah, okay. Yeah, I would have had Drango in there. So I got 22. I'll take and that. you called Days to make the roster as well, yeah? Or Vitale? Um, who I didn't have Vitale in there. I had. I don't remember who I went for in the end. Um, no, you can come back to me offline about that, mate. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Um, I had Caduce in there instead of Willie's. I had, it was one of the three, so I sort of threw three names out there. So similar to me, mate. Yeah, 21 out of 25. 22. 22 over here, boy. Uh, yeah, guys, just to let you know, me and Jack are competitive over everything, whether it be um, fancy football, EPL... Um, anything, we are very competitive. So, yeah, uh, I need some uh, written confirmation of your 25 and then uh, we'll, we'll see, mate. I, I did a podcast with Pete Smith, mate. Go listen to it. You were there. Yeah. That was more collaborative, mate. <laughs> all right, defence. Um, first of all, mate, we've signed um, Devon Lawrence, if I said that anything correct. 
a um, just call defensive him a tackle. Yeah, defensive tackle. Uh, who knows? Um, there's not that much out there on him. He's been injured in the past. Let's see if he can be anything that no one's got any real belief in him. This traded for a seventh round pick, so he was undrafted. Well, I've done a bit of research, Jack. Unlike me, I should do podcasts every Sunday morning. I do a little, do a bit of research. So, um, mate, he's been jailed three times. It sounds like a Dorsey pickup. Um, yeah, it looks like um, he's had quite a good uh, preseason. A few, uh, I think, two and a half sacks, and um, yeah. He's in, and uh, uh, Brantley's out, mate. How do you feel about that? It's a surprise. Um, Brantley hasn't been delivering what Brantley's capable of. We've had the good flashes. Um, it's one of them. They, they needed to make a move. I don't know if we're sort of going to go after a Hankins, um, potentially Malcolm Brown um, at the Patriots. I don't know if he got cut in the end, but there's rumours of a potential trade there. Um, who knows? We definitely need more quality in the defensive tackle room. Um, personally, I'd put Chris Smith into the rotation of four defensive tackles. Um, put him at a three-tech when we're on pass rush, um, on a passing down. And I just think he gives you an option there. So, see what happens. Okay, great. Orchard gone, mate. I think that was predictable. Yeah, I never thought he'd stay. Yeah, I think Hard Knocks built it up as well, didn't they, with the family and everything. They knew. Uh, yeah, well, at the end of the day, they're, they're going to sit there and follow the bubble guys because they want people to tune into this final episode to see if their people stayed or went because there's no point basing it around a player that's comfortably going to make the roster because there's no suspense of um, what do you come back for. So, Okay, great. And... Anything else you want to discuss on the D-line? I think everything else is quite pre- um, pre- predictable. I think the one, mate, one for me, though, was Chad Thomas, earning your stripes. I haven't seen a lot of him, mate. He's been awful. Um, I questioned the pick when we made it. It didn't make much sense, and it continues to not make sense. I would much rather if we pick up a Harold Landry with the Chubb pick and then pick up a running back with the Chad Thomas pick because you can get them running backs later on. And if we'd have had some another elite pass rusher, well, not elite, but he's got the potential to be elite because people said when he came out of the draft, he is the best pass rusher in this draft. Chubb is an all-round player who can do the pass rush and the run game. But on pure pass rush, many of the experts said, Harold Landry is the best pass rusher. So, personally, I'd have grabbed him. Um, I'd also taken the punt on Maurice Hurst. Yes, there was the heart issue. It sounds like, speaking to Raiders beat reporters, that he should be okay. But it's worth a gamble because a player like that is potentially one of the best players in the draft as well. Mate, we can't take all these gambles of dodgy characters and dodgy health I would take a few more dodgy health ones than dodgy characters because at least they're not going to upset the dressing room. And Maurice Hurst went really late in the end. I think it was round four, round five um, off the top of my head. And that sort of area, you're taking punts on players anyway. You don't expect everyone sort of in round five, six and seven isn't guaranteed to make a roster. They're picks you take and you see, do they turn into something? So... 
take a punt there because at the end of the day, if you don't make it, it's no real big loss. All right, great. Um, Lineback room, I think the only surprise there, Jermaine Grace. Yeah, I don't think he'd have made the roster if um, Kirksey would have uh, been, let's, let's just, not Kirksey, Kendricks would have been well behaved, but um, it happens and uh, good luck to him. Mate, I actually didn't mention his name on one of our podcasts, you know that? I, I, do, I do know that. But it's going to take me probably about 30 hours now to go through them all. Listen to when I mention his name. Then I'm going to ask you very nicely, can you just take that little snippet and play it over and over and over again for me, please? But no, I think I called, I think I called him as a six-line back in one of, uh, one of our chats. But um, it's going to take me a long time to find it. I wasn't that confident on him, but... I did make I did make one take that he was going to make the, uh, the the roster. At the end of the day, it's it's all about making takes. So, uh, good call. Yeah, good. Um, uh, cornerback room, no Mike Jordan, mate. Told you. Yeah, you did, mate. No um, giraffe boy, Simon T- Thomas. He's not in there. No, he hasn't had a great camp, um, and it's a shame. I had bigger hopes for him coming into it than. We got in the end, but he'll end up on the practice squad and uh, we'll see what happens. All right, great. Um, Rice, McKinnon, I think they've both played well and have earned their stripes. Yeah, I think they've both been promising. it. I think they'll try to bring someone else in. Um, I don't know if they're going to go chase Bashard Breland um, because he, he has visited with Dorsey, so there's always the chance there. Um, but no, we'll see what happens. They've played well. I think Rice has been slightly better than McKinnon. But they've both looked good. So let's see what happens. They might grab a waiver. Neither of them are guaranteed safe. Um, but the really positive news for me out of this room was that we didn't keep Darren Smith. And that's not nothing against Darren Smith. And I had Darren Smith to make the roster because Demarius Randall's knee looked like it could be a serious injury. And the fact that they haven't sort of gone for that extra free safety means it's only going to be one, two weeks, if that. So I'm really positive that Randall will be back soon. BBC will start a few games there and then uh, probably move back down to um, slot corner. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, BBC safety back up. He'll be playing some of quarterback as well through the season, yeah? Yeah, no, I, I, for me, he could easily be our starting um, slot cornerback in the nickel packages. Um, so th- that's where I play him, but he can definitely do a job at free safety if uh, Randall is out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, okay. And uh, anything else you want to discuss on the uh, defence side, mate? Personally, I'd like to have kept another defensive back and one less linebacker, but it's, it's going to happen when you've got Greg Williams. He just loves loading up on loads of linebackers when you don't really need that many. So um, it's what it is, and uh, we'll move on. Might change next year when we've got new coaching staff in. All right, great. I think I'm going to spend the rest of the day looking at potential waiver pickups that we can make. Yeah, the, the one I'd like to see us look to is um, James Looney. He's taken in the seventh round by the Packers, defensive end. 
I think he could be an interesting one to look at. Showed a little bit of promise um, just before the draft. So, be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do some deep diving now and see what's out there. I'm also interested tomorrow to find out who actually made the practice squad. You love the practice squad more than the 53 on the roster, I think. I don't know why, mate. I just love the practice squad. <laughs> Between me and you, Jack, uh, I've been speaking to quite a few of the uh, guys on who are going to potentially make the practice squad and their heads are all over the place. Yeah, I, I guess when you've sort of dreamed of something for your entire life, especially if it's the first year, if you saw second, third year, then it's not as bad, but you just don't know where your future is or even if you've got a future and you just sat there crossing your fingers and hoping. It's like doing the draft all over again. Yeah, I was sharing my energy with uh, Caduce yesterday, mate, yesterday morning. Yeah. Uh, mate, he's, he, he's positive, mate. Upwards and onwards for him, mate. And, uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting in the next 24 hours. Maybe after another podcast, mate, if it's uh, any other big uh, transactions happen, mate. No worries, I'm sure we can slot one in. Are we not going to do your favourite uh, room within the roster, the specialists? Oh, yeah. Well, it kind of it is the one where I won my bet on, actually, but I'll go into that in a minute anyway. So, um, yeah, Zane got, his, Zane got the, uh, the uh, start and roll. Chelsea boy, friends, friends of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm buzzing about that. And uh, cool quit. Made it, mate. No caps, no cap savings here, mate. It's a shame. And um, mate, I always get the last person. What's he called? Um, Carly Hewlett. Yeah, probably the most key person on our fifty-three man roster. You can't long snap without him, mate. Do you think I could actually go out there and just long snap it? It's not easy when you're looking at the distance they go over, and it has to be the accuracy. I'm amazed though that they can't find like a person that can do sort of kicking and punting or a centre that, a sort of a backup centre that can also be a long snapper. Um, no, I don't get it either. It's got to change the future of NFL, like lose the position and Zane's throwing a ball, you know, gets an extra 10% on his salary because he can do one extra f- job, you know? Well, if you had one person that's both a kicker and a punter and your backup centre's a long snapper, suddenly on game day you get two extra players. Um so, who knows? Okay. Well, mate, remember when we did this, mate? We, I said Higgins and Ricardo Lewis. You, and Jordan I went with. You went with Ratley. Uh, Simon Tonus. And who else did you go with? Jeff Janis. Janis, my boy. Janis. I went with Colgrit. You went with Capspace Saving Boy. Both. I think I win, mate. You, you have won. And uh, that is deeply disturbing. I, I want to apologise to my family, everyone I've let down, to our listeners. It's just uh, it's unacceptable behaviour and uh, I will endeavour to do better in the future. Mate, you beat me in uh, EPL uh, fantasy football, mate. So we're 1-0 in the series at the moment, mate. Well, that was always guaranteed. Mate, it was two points in it. Easy. Easy. You just got lucky because you had a, a player on the bench that came in and scored 12 because you picked the wrong team. I'm a squad man. Anyway, this is not an EPL uh, fancy football podcast. Mate, um, what's your plan for today? I'm um, just going out and doing a few bits and pieces. Then we've got a draft later on this evening, which we're both in. 
Yeah, good. All right, mate. There's meant to be a rumour that the Steelers are having a team photo at Buckingham Palace at 10.30. So I'm going to go and try and wind them up and get some good uh, camera footage. You're going to be driving around on your Boris bike shouting abuse. Yeah, in my Browns kit. Um, talking about the Steelers, uh, Zach Banner uh, made the uh, Steelers uh, uh, 53. Ah, have you sent him congratulations? I have, mate. He is a uh, friend of the uh, podcast, so uh, even though he is a Steeler, he knows the line. He is a beep. However, he is an old friend. Well, uh, it was two good players that I was really happy made their rosters. It was RG3. So I uh, did a drunken tweet last night, and RG3 went and liked it, just congratulating on making the roster. And then the other one was... Jonathan, I'm not even going to try his name, the um, Eagles player that never played NFL before the start of this season or played any American football. He's made the 53. And I honestly believe picks like that, if it comes and works off in the next two years, might change the way the draft happens because you might just get physical freaks. Um, and there is nothing normal about the way he's built and the size, the strength, coming in and doing things. and. Congratulations to analytics darling, Howie Roseman, who's uh, gone out there and made the brave call, and good luck to him. I'm rooting for him. Him as an offensive tackle is one hell of a unit to try and get around. All right, mate. Well, let's get this podcast up on live. Hopefully, we're the first podcast to talk about the roster. Um, As always, we get the opinions out first rather than deep diving, but hopefully you guys enjoy it. And... uh, yeah, let's speak to you later on, mate. I'll see you in the draft room, mate. Yeah, one another little one bit. Just the best news out of yesterday. Even better than Chelsea winning. Even better than East Tarek winning. Khalil Mack is not going to be a Brown because we didn't want to pay all that money. So, good news, guys. The future's bright. The future's Browns. Change is coming. This change.